Hello, everybody. This is Gino Johnson, CEO of Champions for Veterans, and I am so excited to say hello and uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, you know, today on today's episode of Convos or Heroes, we have a very special guest in Marcus Johnson, and uh, he has a lot of a lot of th- great things he can share. He is an Army veteran, and he is uh, from Black Wolf Execs, and so uh, I know he has a lot of different things he can share with you guys. Uh, but I'll go ahead and, and say, uh, hey, to my pops, say, hey, Dad, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, to everybody, this is Ranger Johnson. We got another great American hero. Now, I know y'all see Johnson, 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 but Marcus is not kin to us in any way. We did not pay him off. We're not related. So I want to put that out for people that will watch this video. And so, yeah, he's saying all that good stuff because that must be one of his sons down there in Florida with that beard on is looking kind of like him. Anyway, no, he's not. But he's a sharp looking brother. And I'm glad to have this American hero on the call. Awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Marcus, man, welcome to the call. Good to have you on with us. How you doing? Uh, I'm, re- I'm doing well. I really appreciate uh, just the, the opportunity to speak with you guys. You know, it's always a great opportunity. Man, thank you for being on, man. Happy to have you on with us, man. We, I'm, I'm excited to be able to sh- hear your story. I know, uh, you know, you've been a part of our program, and so you can get into that at some point if you want, and how the champion, how the Ranger Method was able to help you. But you know, we love just this is all about your story, man. So, man, t- tell the folks listening who 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 is Marcus Johnson. All right. Well, I like to always say I'm a North Philly boy. That's that's what we, that's the reason why I say this because it, it, we we are hard people, man, up there. Um, and that came the hard way, man. I, I, I'm a fighter I through and through. Uh, and then I uh, moved to to Westchester, Ohio, which totally try is a totally different thing. But it, it, that that transition uh, turned me into who I am, which is I'm able to adapt to a lot multiple different situations. Uh, from there, I went to uh, you know graduated from high school, Lakota West and Lakota East, and then. Uh, was I went to college, actually Russell, Ohio State. I was a 174 pounder up there for a little bit. And then uh, eventually I, I I ended up, um, well, I wanted to go into military 18. My mom talk, spoke me out of it, talked me out of it. But by 22, it's like, listen, man, I, I had just got married with my first, my ex-wife and so like that. And I had two kids. It's like, listen, man, I, I got to do, I have to join the military because in day it was, it was a situation where I just, I, I married into a already made home. I had two two stepdaughters. So I went from just take care of myself, barely take care of myself, to I got to take care of three other people. So I joined the military. I joined the army uh, back in two thousand seven. Uh, I would say it was it was it was always fun, but I mean, no. <laughs> but that's just that's just the, that's it. But I learned a lot of different things. It taught me how to taught me how to find myself and how to become a man. Uh, and I, and I do appreciate that. And I tell people all day, I might not like everything about my my. Uh, my time in, but then the day I do appreciate it, I would do it again all over again. Actually, I probably would have started off 18 because that's things I needed to do. There's a lot of things in life that you just don't want to do, but you need to do. And that was, dude, I needed to find me in. And, and I feel like I still am pulling from those lessons in the army. Uh, so I got medically discharged at, uh, was it, uh, some uh, 2011 sometime and then because of I had multiple man let's say I got beat I got beat down I got beat down but um got out and then I actually got myself back healthy and I I started getting into uh cage fight so so I, I'm a mixed martial artist <laughs> uh, and then from there uh, I got into weird way got into uh bodyguarding and and security and stuff and that's what I've been doing since 
and Black Wolf Execs is the is the company. I'm a co my co owner and co founder of that, which and it's and it's actually kind of like uh, taking a life within itself right now. So that's my, that's me. Hey veterans, did you realize that most veterans are at least thirty percent underrated on their VA disability rating? That may be you. If it is, I want to teach you the Ranger method. So go to championsforveterans.com and schedule a free consultation today. Listen, I was that guy. You see the uniform, retired U.S. Army Ranger and Green Beret. When I retired, I was at 10% disability with 120 jumps out of airplanes and a jacked up bat. So I want to help you. Don't waste time. Go there now, championsforveterans.com and schedule a free consultation. This is Ranger Johnson telling you to stay in the fight. Wow, man, you got I can already hear you got a story to tell, man. You're you're just a a fighter from wrestling and fighting cage fighting after going to the service, cage fighting after the service. Man, like what what do you what do you feel like is you know, has, has kind of helped you to move forward into like fighting? Like, was that always something you really wanted to do just to fight, wrestle, to get into that? So the wrestling was <sighs> wrestling. I, I my brother, actually my brother and I said, there, I'm going to go ahead and throw him under the bus. Not even under the bus. My brother is ACA heavyweight champion. All right. So he beats up, he's been beating the hell out of people. So, so he was the one that he's my younger brother, but he started out wrestling and I liked I'm like, I am very aggressive. So I'm like, oh, that you mean I could throw people in their head and not get in trouble? Why not? So that's how I started into uh, wrestling. But it ended up being something different because it's more of it was always a test of 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 measuring who you are as, yeah. as, a, as a young man. And that's what I really like. That's that's the lesson that came from there is like because wrestling is not easy. That is hard work. And I did other different sports, but wrestling was always the thing that really kind of carried me through. Because it's like if you can make it through these wrestling matches and stuff like that, you can make it through anything. Just trust me. Your job is to make someone do something they don't want to do. You know, putting somebody on their back, keeping them there for so many seconds when they don't want to do that. That is hard, or or beating them by points at different things. That that is hard work, and so. I from those lessons actually helped me get through tough times in the, the army, to be honest with you. And when I was getting back in the fighting, it's a great, it's a great foundation. Uh, because it's just like you, there's only hard-nosed people in wrestling. <laughs> there are no soft guys in wrestling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> man, I got I got a lot of respect for that, man. You know, growing up, my you know, I have uh, three brothers, right? And me and my younger brother, one of my older brothers in the house, we would be slap boxing, we would be wrestling. And it's funny, like I'm um I'm smaller than my younger brother. I got my younger brother. He's actually in the Navy now. Mm-hmm. He's about 6'2". He got up to 300 pounds. But we were probably about up to freshman. When I was about a freshman in high school, we, we got to about the same size, freshman, sophomore high school. So, you know, we would wrestle all the time. And he actually ended up um, like winning like the powerlifting championship in the state of Mississippi. And he's one of those big, strong guys. And so he actually... He got into a uh, uh, cage fighting, and he he's uh, he's trained like jujitsu and all of that. And, yeah, I love that. Good stuff. And it's it's. I'm telling you, like I, I didn't realize. Like, of course, wrestling. You two two guys. He's strong. I'm strong. We can we can kind of yeah. mess around. And but he's 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 way stronger than me now. And he's training technique. So anytime we visit, yeah. 
we're at the house together. He'll just kind of put me on my, I'm like, man, I can't even do anything. Yeah. You, got me by, you got me by 30, 40, 50 pounds. And you know how to do stuff with my arms. So I can't move. No, you know what? I, I have uh, a quick story about that. So me, my brother, I can't, after getting out, I, my brother actually, the reason why I'm even in Florida is because my brother lived here. He lived in, so he lived in uh, Kendall. So uh, we're training. All right. And unbeknownst to me, he remembers some of the butt weapons I gave him as we were younger. So needs to say I'm on the ground from a liver kick where he didn't even turn his kick over. And I had to tell him, man, why are you trying to kill me? (laughs) Like it was one of those like, this is my younger. That's why I say he's my younger brother. He's way bigger than me. I had to, I had had to like swallow my pride. Like, listen, bro, listen, you better stop trying to kill me, man. I'm trying to learn from you. You got this. I had to tell him, like, you got this. I'm not trying to beat you. I'm not going to beat you. Understand that. Like, let's let bygones be guy. You got this. Now teach me what you know. That's what it is. <laughs> and, and then after that, it's more of like, okay, calm down. He didn't, he didn't beat me down too bad. He still beat me up, but it's more of like, man, come on, man. You're trying to hurt me now. Like you're yeah. fighting them. You're fighting totally different things. So I, when I say that, I totally understand where you come from. Like, yo, man, chill out. All right. You got this now. Can you teach me some stuff? Like, can we, can, can we learn? Can we vibe? Can we can we bond? <laughs> Dude, man. So I feel like I don't know what it is with younger brothers, man. It's like when, when you give them to give it to them when they're younger, they want to just take it out on you the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. It's like, this is it. <laughs> you know? My little brother's the same. It's a target on your back and you, you yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, I, you know, I, how you remember exactly what happened that one day 20 years ago, man? <laughs> let, let that one go, man. We grown, man. Like, leave it alone. <laughs> So, yeah. that's, that's hilarious, man. Well, look, man, look t- t- tell us about uh, just your, your military service. So you said you were 18. I mean, it was really, I know you shared that you um, you really saw it as an opportunity to be able to, yeah, just to take care of your family. It's interesting how everybody has a different reason to go into the military, but like what, what made you say, hey, this, the military is the right move for me right now in order to support my family? Uh, it's about to sound real bad, but I was a uh, go to war, go to jail. <laughs> that's that's what it was me and, and, and it's because and, and even though it was a bad situation all right because i was doing what i needed to do i was one of them street dudes i did what i needed to do to take care of my family i just came into opportunity where people seen that they seen i had something and rather than send me down the hole they like listen maybe you might want to do this and when you when certain people say maybe you might want to do this you better do that and, and, and I'm telling you, like, it might, like I said, it, stayed, it started from something bad, but I really, I really am blessed that I was had the opportunity to do so because I could be living a totally different life now if, if they would have, if they would have took a different option. So yeah, it started out rough, but I definitely, from that, that time on, I took everything that I did in the military, in the army, very, very serious. Like where I was even, I was going selection and all that. Like I was trying, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it because then they, this is a second chance. Mm. I mean, like I I had to tell my mom, like, listen, I'm out here doing a bunch of stuff. Like we want, like if it's about to get depressing real quick, but I don't want it to be, but listen, either I could die on these streets for nothing, or at least if I'd have to die, if I'm going to, you know, if that's my life ends early, at least I'm dying for something. Yeah. Let me at least die for a real cause. And that's, and and it's messed up to say that to your mom, but it's like, you have to understand, like I was being real with myself. I knew there's only so much life in that, in the streets. Yeah. Like, there's no love in it. You're going to die on the streets for what pennies when you really, really, really realize it. So if you have to, if there's a loss of life, I'd rather be a loss of life for 
a really great reason because you know what? I fought for my country and I made my ultimate sacrifice. If that has to happen, I'd rather that way than another way, you know? So, all right, now we're back to, uh, back to positivity. <laughs> man, now I appreciate you sharing that though, man. Cause that's a really sobering thought, you know, uh, actually makes me think about this quote, um, and what does it come from? But basically it's like, you know, rather die, uh, die a hero than, you know, or live as a villain or kind of like, you know, in a sense, you get, and you got a Batman shirt on, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this may be from like a comic book or like one of those Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's my, uh, what's it, uh, what do they call it? It's my uh, something uh, story. Uh, it's my origin story. My origin story. Yeah. <laughs> right there, man. Put that Mark, the Marcus Johnson story right there. Put it yeah. out there. Oh, that's try to real with everybody because they like, and I, and I feel like, I like doing things like this because I want to show that there's a real, a really a different option to what, what most of the time with young brothers, like you mean that, that, that look like us, they see, they only see these little bit of options, man. Like I don't just do bodyguard work. I do cybersecurity as well. Like I'm trying to tell, like, listen, I'm an entrepreneur. I do this. You can multi multitask and can be intelligent. And that is a good thing to be. And that's why I try to teach people that are around me, like these younger guys, I try to bring them up because I tell people like when I work with people, they work for Black Wolf, they work with me and I want bosses around me. So you might not be a boss now, but we're going to teach you how to be a boss because in they, I want I don't want you employee. I want a network. I want where, hey, you know what? You go off and do your own thing so I can sub out work so then we can make more money, put more money to the network. And that's what it's all about is army. And then that's what it's about, man. And I'm trying to teach these young, the younger guys, like, man, stop being stupid. You, you, you allow these old, some of these quote unquote OGs to talk you into things that you don't need, man. Like the streets, there's no love in it. So I don't expect, I don't, you shouldn't ever expect that. You should, you should need somebody to talk to you. Hey man, talk to you. Like my dad taught me, I was blessed enough to have my father in my life, all my whole life. And he's still teaching me things. That's my old, you know what I mean? I got other men in my life that also do the exact same thing things it's like man and they teach me hey man life is chess not checkers you know i mean like you know teaching how the world really works yeah but guess what man it could be way way worse and that's and i'm still trying to teach these kids being be more realistic and if they know my story makes it even better because we came up the hard way man this is it yeah my dad worked hard but we still came up the hard way you know yeah but you you have to embrace that and then and whatever things you you do, you can always turn into the positive, man. Because everything you can turn into positive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just by waking up the next day, I'm done preaching. <laughs> no, yeah, man. I mean, that's kind of like one of the questions. It's like, you know, what would you tell somebody who's, you know, who was in a similar situation as you, kind of going through that process? And that's huge. I mean. You want to put that message out there, and I, you know, I I can definitely agree with that. I think you know it's so important to understand like your mindset and the importance of having the right mindset and focus. Like you know, no matter what circumstance you're in, you know, if you got the right mindset and focus, it can it, it can change your world. You know, I think about countless stories of people who are in tough situations, but you know, they decided this isn't my life, or I'm going to make a decision to make a change. And, you know, you're one decision away from, from making a, a life-changing decision, whether it's good or whether it's bad, you know. Seconds. Seconds can turn into a lifetime, man. Seconds. Actually, so I'm, I'm going to plug in Audible. Because I, 
I, I like reading, but I like being read to better. It's even better. Uh, but I've, I've read so many different books and it's changed my, just recently, it's changed my, the way I think even more. Like I, I've read uh, through Audible, 48 Laws of Power, um, Hustle Smarter, Hustle Harder, 50th Law, uh, oh, Donald Goggins, uh, or, or yeah, Donald Goggins, his uh, Can't Hurt Me. Yeah. Like that, because it makes you think on a different level, man. And that's what we need to do. Like, we have to step out, like, oh, you know what? This is, this is hard. Life is hard. This life is hard for everybody. The only thing life is, is going to guarantee you is a kick in the butt. That's it. My dad taught me that long ago. And, like, so if you, if, if anything great happens, awesome. That's great. But back to the hard work, man. Because they like, you mean, don't worry about the the good thing is great. Celebrate it quick. All right, let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> That's it. Right. Right. I think, man, that, that, that Goggins story, I, I listened to that audio book. I've listened to it like one and a half times. I listened to it one time yeah. back in 2020 mm-hmm. and I had a, a coworker recommend it to me. And his story is just unbelievable. Listeners, if you guys hadn't heard of him, go check him out. You know, he's all over all over YouTube, Instagram and everything. But, you know, he went from a really tough situation to serving and and, and just being um, pushing the limits on seals and all that training. All that. Sear so was it? He went through uh, was it, three different um, hell weeks. He became a Navy SEAL, uh, went through Ranger course, like a bunch of different things, man. Like the, the dude, he pushed. All with, you mean, his situation where I'm not even going to sit there and dig too much in the book because give away too much, but like all things that he, that people said he wouldn't be able to do. And then so like, man, I'm going to just give you a quick one. So what I do in the morning now, I and it's cold, you know, it's cold, low, a little chilly down here. And then the water's really cold. I go into the pool and I'm like, at least do 10 minutes just to, to push myself. And I'm, I'm doing 10 minutes of 25 meters and I'm doing 20 laps because and then I'm cold, but I'm like, yo. Don't don't be a punk. And like on my head, like you gotta be hard, man. Like, nah, man. They not, like Goggins would he would laugh at you, man. We go ahead, keep going. Suck it, <laughs> suck it up, embrace the suck. And that's and that's that's what sometimes we need. We need that push. Like he he said, man, listen, you remember it? he said, I'm not trying to inspire you. Inspire inspiration ends, it ends shortly. I'm just trying to push you like, yo, push yourself to the max, whatever you're doing, push yourself to the max. And that's me. Bro. That's what I'm really trying to do. And I feel like you have to, like, I'm going to read, I'm going to reread a couple of these books. Cause every once in a while, I just need to get that reminder that refresher course. So, Hey, you know, when things are kind of going bad and you want to sit back and chill, oh, what was me? Nah, man, let me listen to this. Pump myself back up. All right. Refocus. Like I was, they called a, uh, was it? Uh, I forget what exactly they said in the range. If you're missing a few shots, all right, settle down, breathe. All right, and refocus. I mean, refocus, re, refocus your sight picture, man. That's what that's what we need to do day on a daily or weekly or monthly thing. We have to refocus on our mission. You know? Yeah, man, I love it. <laughs> I love that. I love that, man. I'm in, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm inspired and pushed already this morning. This interview, man. This is this is this is good stuff, man. So. So, uh, so tell us, Marcus. So, so you you got into the service around twenty twenty two. Just how how was that transition? What was that experience like for you getting into the military, going to the army? Uh, the army, man, it 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 was um it, that was big too. So, um, and then actually my my drill sergeant, I went to Lax and Jackson, man, and I it was nothing laxing about. It. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but my my drill sergeant, my first like the main drill sergeant, um, he was from North Philly. He's from a neighborhood. Actually, wow, he doesn't know, but I knew him. And he's like, listen here, Johnson, 
I know what you about. I know where you from. You go ahead wildlife if you want. We will shark attacking you. And everybody that knows that, like, you're like, yo, we ain't gonna, we, we're not going one on one. We're gonna go ahead. We all gonna just pounce on you. And but I was I was that private, like, man, listen, I embraced it. I loved everything about basic because it, it I liked how it broke me down to build me back up. So I was that private more of like, I go after other privates, like the ones that are recycling and stuff like that. I go after those guys. And then all of a sudden they get lumped up with like Joe's talking like, hey, Johnson, was that you? No, nah, Joe's like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know nothing. And then I, I was loved around that because then they, that's, I was, I loved it, man. That's, that's something that it, I embraced and I loved about the, the army. Going into the, to the, uh, I mean, AIT is still good. Going into my unit is a little different <laughs> uh, because it's a different it's a different beast because in a, there's a lot of I love the discipline and, and basic and AIT. You lose a little bit of that when you go into your unit because it's a lot more freedom, a lot more different things that are, are added on to from from after basic the family and everything else of that. So I was like, man, that's why I kind of wanted to get into to like the special forces type things, because in days like I was more on that, like. I'm focused. Give me a mission. Let me go. You know what I mean? Like I tried to jump on 13 different deployments. One time it was 46. I was at Fort Polk. I'm I'm, I'm, on, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. I found out 46 engineers. They're about to deploy. I call my platoon sergeant or my motor sergeant. I was like, my name on the list. Is, Don't worry about how I know. I need to go. <laughs> like, because I'm one, I need a mission. I'm like, I, I'm not an idle person. Let me do something. Let me go. You say we're going to deploy. Let's deploy. Let's do it. Hey, veterans. Did you realize that most veterans are at least 30% underrated on their VA disability rating? That may be you. If it is, I want to teach you the Ranger method. So go to championsforveterans.com and schedule a free consultation today. Listen, I was that guy. You see the uniform, retired U.S. Army Ranger in Green Beret. When I retired, I was at 10% disability with 120 jumps out of airplanes and a jacked up back. So I want to help you. Don't waste time. Go there now, championsforveterans.com and schedule a free consultation. This is Ranger Johnson telling you to stay in the fight. So, so let me let me jump, let me jump in here on, on the question. I was, I was listening uh, to you and you and my son talk. And I want to go back to something you said early, you know, about getting in the military. You know, you were you one of those people that say, hey, go to the army or go to jail, right? And it's amazing. Um, I joined the army in 1980. Went to basic training with a brother, and I won't give his name, still remember. He came from Chicago and he was in one of the big gangs up in Chicago. He was a little dude. This dude was four foot seven. Mm-hmm. But he was a lieutenant in one of these big gangs in Chicago, and I won't mention the name. Yeah. And uh, he said, the judge told him, you go in the army or you going to jail. Mm-hmm. And this little dude, he was he was 27 years old. I was 17. I remember all this. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the hardest men I've ever met. Basic training was nothing for this dude. He, he ate it up like, 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 this all y'all got. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of street guys talk hard, but they ain't really hard when it comes to push up, sit ups, running with a rucksack. He yeah. was hard for real, mm-hmm. and he was he was ten years older than all of us. Yeah, and, and that's why I remember him so much. So 
take me back to that moment. You standing before that judge or that magistrate and they tell you that. Okay, Marcus Johnson, this is what you're going to do. You're going in or you're really going in the hole. Take man, me back to your mindset, brother. So, you know, we all know, man, you get that first felony, man, it's a done deal, man. That's just what it is. So in the days, like, if someone gives you the opportunity to, to, like, change your life, I don't care what you – listen, man, nobody wants to do that time. I was looking at least 10 years. No one wants to do that type of time. Uh, so in the days, like, listen, it, it was more of like, you know what, I've been wanting to get out anyway. It, like, because what I was doing, like, I was doing a lot of tactical stuff anyway. But it's just like I was putting a lot of people I love in 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 the mix because when you rob, I was robbing drug dealers. That's a dangerous job. Right. Eventually, they want their they want whatever you took from them. So in the right. days like, it got to the point like, and so you can only live that life for too long before they take you out the game. And it's like you know what? I do believe in God. This brings things to your attention when you mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. to. And that's what it was. It's like Mary, like your family will be taken off the board if you don't stop. And that's it was an easy thing. Like, all right, say no more. Like, I will be there. I was yeah. there the next day. Cause then it's like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather have a life that I can really speak to when I have when you know, now I have children that I can actually speak on that I can be walking save with pride rather than like this. If you're living in the streets, you can't yeah. you can't yeah. say nothing to anybody. Cause then they, that's living in the in the shadows. And so in the days, like, man, I hey, I took that on. My dad was an army. Yeah. My dad, my dad was an army. Like, so today, like, if it was good for my, if it changed my dad, who, who he is, it was a hardworking man. Hey, it's going to be, it's going to do that to me. So I like, you know, what? I embraced it. It's like, all right, let's do this. You know? And, and I never, I, like, I would do it 10 times over 10 out of 10 times. I would do it the same exact way. I wish I would have stayed in a lot longer. I wish I would have got mad. Yeah. Up. I got shot and hung these on it, but I wish I would have stayed in longer because I understand just how great, how integral that was that time. And, and it was short for, uh, for me, I, it was, but I still embrace that. I still pull lessons from that, you know, and, and well, fast suck, forward, man, on something else, because, you know, I know listening to your story and even what you get a chance to do with your business, you work with a lot of, a lot of young brothers in inner city situations and put them in business situations. Now, you know, uh, We've done that kind of thing for for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, you know, my wife and I, we have our own ministry and we go out and we get a chance to 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 work with kids. And uh, when we're doing that, trying to get them to see beyond their hood. But you got to give me some. Tell me, how do you how do you right? Because you live this life. You're not. You know, you're not a guy talking about the life and reading books. You live that life. How do you now? How old are you, Marcus? How old are you now? I'm 38. I just turned 38 in December. How does this 38-year-old talk to a 15-year-old now that's going down the same path you were going down and think it's glorified? How, how Talk to me like I'm that 15-year-old dude to think, you know what, bro? I'm, I'm finna go get it any kind of way I can. Listen, I'll, I'll tell him, like, listen, I was that dude that got caught up in some bull before actually Columbine happened. I'm the one that used to bring have things on me. I'm in I'm man. I'm in jail. Like I was in juvie. I was on. I was serious. I was on probation from 13 to 18. I couldn't drive because of some of the things I was doing. Like it would, I miss out on so much stuff because I wanted to be hard. At the end wow. of the day, like, what do I have to, to show for it? Nothing. Wow. I had nothing to show for it. 
I made a lot of money doing things in the streets. But guess what? Once your bank's get, account gets seized up, that money don't mean anything. And that's what people are not going to tell them. Like, listen, man, you only got a short time. To, and the thing is, I never really got caught for any drugs or right. anything like that. Never got caught because I was smart enough to, you know what I mean? That's one thing my dad told me. Like, listen, and I mean, I did take that to like, hey, if you feel it's time to, you're not going to get to me. Those, you're not going to get another warning after that. So I was at least intelligent enough to understand, listen, man, I went in, but I wasn't like, I, I, I always was looking for a way out. And yeah. they with these other kids, man, it's like, you have to find a way out. Even if you do something, you mean, you got to understand, like, there's only so much life in that, man. So that it's like, you got to find your way out. However that is, flip your money, yeah. wash it so you can do something legal. But then it is like, man, why? If you have that discipline, and that's what it is. You don't have that discipline. You're never going to know when it's time to get out or not. And it is good to, the, you know, if you're a street yeah. soldier, because I was, I told you, I was a soldier before I was a soldier. But then they right. learning the pride, being actual soldier, that the pride that it, that occurs, and then seeing other people how they react to you after you serve, when you serve in and you're in uniform, that's a whole different thing, man. So I would tell yeah. these dudes like, listen, man, go to school. You I mean if school don't work for me, join the military, do something, go do something, join uh, something yeah. that's going to teach you to get you out of that, because right. you're not going to know what's wrong until you get out. I tell these young brothers, get a passport. Get outside of your block so you can see what you need to see. Because then they like when you're in a grind, you're not seeing it. You you hear you're 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 like a horse, a racehorse. So then yeah. they you take yeah. those blinders off and see the yeah. world for what now, it is. Now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you what part of Philly are you from? North side. What part North. of Philly are you from? North, North Philly. Philly. I, I was thinking North Philly. Yeah. And it's amazing. I know you can probably speak to this, right? There are probably people that you grew up with from North Philly that's literally never went. 25 miles outside of North Philly. I mean, literally, they no, live their whole true. life. They go to school. They go to church. They yeah. Everybody they know, they work. Everything. That, everything's that, 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 that's probably people that you know back home that's literally never been to Washington, D.C. Oh. Or New and York. That, see, and, that, and I tell people, I tell these brothers, though, like, listen, y'all, you're locked up before you locked up. And so today, that, and that's, that's the thing. Like, if you look at how cities are and how people are in the city, the easiest transition is to go to prison for them because they, they're doing the same thing. Like you're not allowing yourself to see life. Once you step outside that, step outside those walls and really live, that's when you realize like, man, this is not the life for me. You want, if you don't know, if you don't see something better, you don't know any better. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're ignorant yeah. to my life can be better than what it is. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you know what I mean? Or you hear stories like, well, it's not going to be me though, man. It's like, no, Listen, I tell people that I was that yeah. dude. I was that kid that yeah, I did a lot of things. I have a lot of goals yeah. because of some of the things I did. But in the days, like, listen, I did not allow it to kill me either. I did yeah. not allow it to kill my yeah. dream. I did not yeah. allow it because I'm going to make sure my yeah. when I leave this world, this world, yeah. I make my impact. Yeah. That's it. And, um, and, and that's the thing, you know, I, I get from talking to you, brother. You know, you had free will to make a choice and you did make a choice, right? Yes, sir. Oftentimes, I talk, you know, I do prison ministry, so I've been doing that for over 20 years. I talk to dudes that triple homicide, right? Yeah. I mean, real. I tell, I tell people, I talk to real thugs for real. Yeah. Like, like real, like these dudes would literally cut your head off and put in a basket, these kind of guys. Yeah. But they're nice if you come in respect. They're really, I mean, really, you, go, you go in there with respect, these yeah. dudes, I mean, you know, you say a guy committed triple homicide, but he was in the streets doing this and that, and 
the way he the told code. me, he got he got them before they got him is what he no, told they, me. And he lived the code. And yeah, they, the code. There's a code to the streets. There's a code to everything. yeah, and and everything. There's a code. Is you, no women, no kids, uh, elderly, blue collar. Like, but everybody in the game. That's what they get got. That's why I came up that way. I mean, like I. Yeah, you learn it from the mob, man. You have, you still gotta have respect. Like, listen, even if you get got, listen, man, it's gonna yeah. be respect. And listen, you know, you had to get got. It is, and yeah. there's gonna always be a respect thing. But it's just like sometimes people just live that little too much. The the most, the actually, I will to say this: the re, the most rehabilitated people are the people that are actually in there for triple homicide, and because then they they're gonna be the ones they feel it more. The people that do robberies and stuff and come in and out, they're never oh, going to yeah. see like, the difference. It's so the people that actually, they say take life and they see like what they did and it really, yeah. they really hits their heart. They're the people we're going to rehabilitate because yeah. then they listen. I know I took somebody's kid, somebody's husband, yeah. somebody's, somebody's son, somebody's wife, whatever right. the case is. So, like you feel yeah. a little different. So if you've been around that type of thing, yeah, I mean like it, it, it changes you a little bit. And I've been around a lot of that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. And it's and- like, man, so you see, you see opportunity, you take it because it ain't listen, man. I, you know I mean, yeah. you give those well, type you know, of guys, one, you give those. Go ahead. Yeah. You Sorry. know, one of the things I want to say is, you know, talking to those guys and doing prison ministry for over 20 years uh, from juvenile prison to big boy prisons to, you know, you when you walk up in there, you know, like I tell people, I've never personally been to jail, but I've been in many jails and prisons. And when you start walking through the inner side, inside of the prison, you got to go through several gates. And these these mm-hmm. big steel clank, 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 yeah. clank, clank, and you making your way back to the cafeteria to talk yeah. to these guys. You probably don't went through four or five big, big old gates to get in there, right? Yep. And, and when you're talking to these guys, man, the humility that I felt, I, I'm be straight up. Um, after doing ministry with these guys over the years, over the years, and then offering price and talking to them one-on-one. I felt a level of respect and honor from them cats, man, that I get from very few people. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because they feel remorseful for what they did. And that is, in it. My, I got a letter in my bag right now that a guy that uh, committed two murders told me to read to the kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, Ranger Johnson, I'm going to write you a letter. And I read it to the kids in school. And mm-hmm. it's his words saying, y'all, look, don't be like me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had a chip on my shoulder and, yeah. and this particular guy, he killed a man when he was a teenager, got out. You know, he didn't get life for that. He got out. Yeah. And at, he, after about eight, nine years, he got out, went back out there while he was working a job, got mad, went home and got a 32. And said, his boss said something to him and he killed his boss. Yeah. Right. Now he's mm-hmm. doing life in prison, been in prison. He may be dead by now. But he yeah. wrote me a letter, Marcus, and said, and, and I, I want to kind of finish this up and, and kind of your work, take your words. What if you're talking to that young person right now that kind of came from that? Man, what what would you say like, like to that person? I'll tell him, listen, whatever you think is important is not as important as you being free so you can do what you need to do. Because right. at the end of the day, like, listen, everything can change the next morning as long as you're able to wake up the next morning everything anything and everything can change you can make it a, a step closer to your dream so don't smother your dream because you think you're not worth it you are worth it you always were worth it you just need to know and hear from somebody else are you worth it and i'm going to be the one to tell you you are worth it wow do the work 
so you can be so you can take off and do your thing be who you're supposed to be not what you what people say you're supposed to be wow that's good brother i'm gonna let my son hit you with some of the final questions man this is great this is great uh, man i mean i think this has been yeah this has been great you know uh marcus man i appreciate what you're sharing and you know in combos with heroes man it's all about having conversation with heroes and you're a hero in so many rights right like coming from where you came from when i think about a hero i think about somebody who can kind of see the plight of those that they're trying to save and that you're able, you're able to kind of see, hey, man, there are people out there who are going through the same thing you went through. And you can kind of give them that hand, lift them up and take them to that next step. And, you know, just in that in that same vein, you know, considering just your military service and kind of how it how it went from there. Like, how do you feel like the military uh, changed you and helped you to move forward and, and to build the successful life you built at this point? It made me stop pointing like, you know, when you when you point at somebody, you got three fingers pointing back at you. It right. made me stop doing that. All right. Yeah. First of all, now I, if I I'm, I'm talking to somebody, hit them with the knife hands first. But that's the funny part. But no, it's more of I had to every situation I put my put I've been put into. I I'm the I'm the the common denominator. Of that. I put myself in that situation, good, bad, or indifferent. So at the end of the day is if something bad happens, because I put myself in that situation, some good happens because I put myself in that situation. So stop putting myself. It told me to stop putting myself in bad, bad situations. So avoid those. Stay in good situations. So you keep going that same that path that you want to go, because then they like I am the, uh, the the holder of the keys of my destiny. Yeah, me, only me. You can have people give you obstacles, but those are shortcomings. There's things you could hop over real quick. I am in charge of where my I go, how I walk, how I get over things. That's me. That's yeah. what the military, that's what the army taught me. So stop, stop, stop blaming people. Blame yourself. <laughs> that's it. Do better. <laughs> that's it. That sounds like personal responsibility to me. You got to yes, take, sir. you got to take responsibility for your actions. Everything. That's it, man. What you do, what you do, yeah. people respect you. I've, I've had it where, I've been in situations where people that they don't like me, they hate me because of my skin. And then they see how I hear how I present myself, how I'm proud of who I am, no matter fault, flawed yeah. or not. Then they change like, you know what? Because they weren't expecting that. And then they, my job yeah. is to be uh, the best version of me when I meet somebody, period. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. today I'm only going to put yeah. what, what you mean, goodness and everything yeah. else like that. So then eventually that person that's supposed to be an opposition doesn't. There's like, you know what, man, I, I appreciate talking to you. And you know what? You know what I mean? I change your lives. I've had people that don't like black people and like, you know what? You you're good, man. I I never I never met anybody before you like you. You know, yeah. and it opens their eyes now. So now they're yeah. not on that blinders. They see like, okay, there are some negative people in every race. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's yeah. just it. But the thing is, you have to be open to understand like, hey, this person might be, but they might not be. Yeah. It's, not it's, am it's amazing. We're having this conversation. We're going to start rapping in a minute. But I, I've actually been to North Philly before. I had a good buddy of mine up there. And, and I remember my first time going to Philadelphia. Of course, first time going, and I'm not going to mention any names. I went to a, quote, tourist location. I got a Philly cheesesteak, and I wasn't impressed. I was not impressed. It was one of the big tourist locations downtown. Yeah. And I wasn't impressed. So when yeah. I came when I came to North Philly to my, my partner's house, mm. I told him, I said, dude, I heard all this stuff about Philly cheesesteaks. That really wasn't that good. He mm. said, he said, son, son. Yeah. <laughs> he said, no, son. So we, we took off. We go to the hood in North Philly. 
Mm-hmm. We walk into a place, there were no chairs. So you know I'm telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. There was a big guy standing at a big grill, chopping, mm-hmm. chopping, cheese steak, yeah. cheese. Uh, he, everybody was walking around. They put your Philly cheesesteak in a in a brown paper bag. Yeah. And it leaked through. <laughs> so you know I'm telling the truth. Yeah. You know I'm telling the truth. Yeah. And it leaked through. And then I said, while well, I was living in North Carolina time, I said, well, I'm going to drive back to North Carolina. Son, you can't eat that while you drive it, son. Come back to my spot. He's like, he's like, we're going to the basement. Yeah. We get back to his house, go to the basement. He said, now sit down, open it up. You know, he had some, I think he had some, some, uh, catch up or something like that. He said, okay, son, now bite into that. He was he looking at me the whole time. He's like, he, like this. He's looking like, like uh-huh. Yeah, oh, you, you, you show, he was like, you showed my city disrespect. Now yeah. bite into this, this, and I want to see your reaction. Yeah. I had grease coming down my arm. Okay? Yeah. I opened it up. It's got, I, oh, oh, God! Yep. Bro, hey, all I tell people, if you've had a real Philly cheese steak, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You, I mean, if you had a real one, the mm-hmm. one that they send people to the tourist spots, and I'm not going to mention, don't mention the name. Don't mention I'm the name. I'm not going to say the name. Yeah. But, but, but you know the name that they mm-hmm. send people to is not real. When mm-hmm. I got to the hood that night, and it was about 9 o'clock at night, it was late, man. Mm-hmm. And, and when I got to that spot, it's popping it, always. That, that crazy you, went bag. Two, you went to the two-story one? The two-story it one? It was on the first floor. It was on one floor. It was on one no, no. floor. Okay, so because so you ever anybody that's ever watched uh what's that one? That movie with a Rocky movie that's not Rocky. Yeah. Uh that one that it's called Max's. That one's right in the hood, man. Yeah, go there. Yeah, don't be scared. They're gonna invite you. You go, like, come on, come on there, get this cheese thing. And leave immediately because it is dangerous out there. But yeah, but man, yeah. That's, that's what he told me. He said he was like, "Look, man, we can't stay down here." <laughs> yeah. He told me. <laughs> he said, "Look, this ain't a spot you want to be hanging yeah. with." Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you coming with me? He's like, "You're gonna be good." Mm-hmm. He said the same thing you saying. He's yeah. like, "This is not a spot you really want to be at this time of night." But yeah. you with me, you're gonna yeah. be good, right? And I'm gonna tell you, as my yeah. son wraps this up, I had a real Philly cheese steak. Okay. And I got respect for real Philly cheese steaks, not the tourist mm. Philly cheese steaks yeah. that they send you to. Anyway, go ahead, son. Let you wrap. <laughs> man, oh, hey, man, this has been a great conversation, Marcus. Man, I feel like we could probably talk all day, man, and hear more of your story. But you know, you, you got quite a story to share. And and when you look back at your life, what do you want people to remember you for? I want people to remember me for this my work my work outside of work which is my main one is just helping people that that came from where i came from or in those type of situations and vets and today like my thing more than anything else like that's why my my father's with you guys going through the ranger method right now i got other veterans that i'm I'm sending you guys because today's like i feel if we if as veterans it's like it's like a fraternity if we don't help each other no one's going to help us and that so i want to help the people that they're not getting the help that's it. Like right. it could be right. people from where how I came up to other veterans. Cause then they like, I want people these everybody to know, listen, if no one loves you, I love you. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what I want to be known for. Showing love and being and being stand up with anybody and everybody. Cause in the days like, listen, I can't I made it through this way, this with help. It didn't do it all right. on my own. No one makes no one goes 
through life on their own, be successful or not. You, yeah. you need help. Yeah. So today I want to be that one to help because someone helped me. I want to, I want to pass that along. You know, I just want to be a cog in that wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, man. That's, I, you know, can't add anything to that, man. That's the heart of a hero right there, Marcus, man. It's been such a pleasure hearing your story, talking to you a little bit more, man, and just looking forward to sharing this with people. And hopefully I know, I know a lot of people want to get a lot out of it and share with their friends as well. So Dad, I'll go ahead and let you close it out for us. All right, I'm going to close the call out with Convos with Heroes. We got Marcus Johnson from North Philly. He's given us his incredible story. But you know, Ranger Johnson got to close out the call like I always do. I'm telling you to stay in the fight!